the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yeah, 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 it's all mine. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. I am Andrea Kay, dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the weekend. <laughs> Was there some hyperbole, hypocrisy, and hype happening today as Joe Biden addressed the nation on inflation, on Biden inflation, and what was that he had in his mouth? Yeah, these are the burning questions of the day we're going to share with you guys in regards to that. Later on in the show, is there a chance that we can actually be Shanghai'd? Cheryl Chumley will be here with her shocking book about lockdowns. So you're going to definitely want to stay tuned for that and more. And speaking of more, you know what's shocking to me? And speaking of books, I don't know. Did I speak of books? Mark Esper, former SecDef, Secretary of Defense, has a shocking book out in which he makes some major allegations accusing Donald Trump of being a threat to democracy. But is Mark Esper... The real threat to democracy? Is he actually guilty of committing treason? My favorite gunnery sergeant's going to be here a little bit later. You know that's Jesse Jane Duff is going to be here to weigh in and give her perspective. And we definitely want to hear from you, especially you San Diegans, as we we begin to address in a moment Joe Biden's address to the nation on inflation. Breaking news as I go live right now. The median price of a home in San Diego is $1 million. Congratulations, Joe Biden. Things really are moving on up with you in the Say White what? House. Uh-huh. 888-344-1170. Are you digging what Joe Biden's been putting down? Because he seems to think that you are. The poll numbers say a little bit different. 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. This is about a gentleman whose heart is so big. <laughs> DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. His uh, approach is so authentic. That it's undeniable. Undeniable, just like the polls. Undeniably uh, true that most Americans do not like the job Joe Biden is doing. No, oh, of course not. And I don't think that there's anybody that ha- that's happy today, probably inclu- including realtors in San Diego, just to keep it on that for a moment, about whether whether you're talking about a million dollar price of uh, average price of a home in San Diego or seven dollars a gallon of gas or the fact that mothers can't get any baby formula on the shelves. Even realtors are expressing to me that this is shaky ground because it's when you've got prices going sky high and people not able to afford either a home or food, that doesn't portend well for the future. And that may be why a CNN poll came out yesterday before I get into Joe Biden's comments. 77% say Joe Biden's economy is poor the most in a decade. 82% of U.S. voters are worried about gas prices. Job uh, Joe Biden's approval rating is underwater in 46 states. And I mean major underwater in 46 states, including California. In fact, there's a chart that's out 
where the it, it's it's 30 something. It's in the 30s in most of the states. Yeah, Joe Biden, it didn't stop him from taking the stage today and claiming credit for all kinds of of uh, great, uh, you know, patting himself on the back. But I want to before I play his clips, I want to set the stage for using a clip from this man, Barrasso. I'm not usually a fan of his, but what he said today when he came to the microphones was absolutely true. Who's really it's almost uh, this open tonight is almost a tale of two of two. It's tale, not tale of two cities, but a tale of two parties. Which party is more in touch with the American people? First play of the Barrasso clip. This morning, Americans woke up to the highest gasoline prices in the history of the country. The highest gasoline prices in the history of America. The pain caused by the Biden administration inflation has become a breaking point for millions of Americans. The number is $5,200. That's how much Americans are going to have to pay extra this year just to keep up with the cost of the things that they bought last year. Food, groceries, other goods. $5,200, a week extra. President Biden's mismanagement of the economy and inflation has really trapped Americans in an inflation nightmare. Right. And I think when he came up, that number, when that number was crafted, the $5,200 on average per American family with the inflation was actually before it is right now. We've been hearing that $5,200 per household number actually before the price of gas was $6 a gallon in San Diego. And when that's not even counting diesel, because what's happening is, and just been recent this past month, I think the average cost to fill up a diesel tank for a trucker is somewhere in the neighborhood of $1,200. So that $5,200 that he's talking about, increase per household was is old is old that number needs to be updated right but have no, but you know um joe biden never one to be accused of of being uh, having all of his faculties together either being mentally cogent or honest um blamed everybody but himself today oh no um he, he said actually he says i think our policies help not only did he refuse to take any blame for anything he actually tried to spin it he tried to gaslight the american people by saying i think our policies help not hurt um and then he went on to blame not just trump not just maga but the ultra maga republicans um skins if you could play the long version not the short clip but the long version of clip eight look i know you got to be frustrated i know I can taste it. Frustrated by high prices, by gridlock in Congress, by the time it takes to get anything done. Believe me, I understand the frustration. But the fact is, congressional Republicans, not all of them, but the mega Republicans are counting on you to be as frustrated by the pace of progress, which they have everything, they've done everything they can to slow down that you're going to will hand power over to them and enact so they can enact their extreme agenda. Right. Well, first of all, let's talk about the beginning of that. I I know you're so frustrated. I can taste it. Look, I know you got to be frustrated. I know. 
I can taste it. Okay, what what the huh? Is that not the creepiest soundbite ever from a president of the United States? Is that somehow supposed to be his idea of making us feel like he's empathetic and can sympathize with us and understands our pain? Sounding like he's Hannibal Lecter talking about I ate her liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I don't want you talking about what you can taste from any American. I can taste it. That's insane. No wonder Johnson, Ron Johnson... No, it was Rick Scott from Florida today said that he needed to resign. There should be calls for the 25th Amendment. Can you imagine Donald Trump going to the microphones to address inflation and starting to talk about how he, he, I could taste it. That's crazy. This man is insane. And of course, it was easy for him amid the insanity, the creepiness, the creepy, gropey Joe to go on to try to blame the Republican Party and try to throw MAG under the bus, because quite frankly, that's the same talking points that the Democrats and Joe Biden have been using for decades now, for decades. Uh, and then, of course, his solutions later were as well. We're just not taxing the wealthy enough. And, you know, the Republicans want to raise taxes on the middle class. No, who has raised taxes on the middle class? Literally and figuratively. When you're buying, when you're when you're either paying twice as what well, Last night, I talked about the fact that I, I thought I was paying the same amount for a loaf of bread, but the, the size of the, of the loaf was half, right? You know that, that you're suffering economically. It's, it, it, it's not the Republican Party that did that. He bragged today about how he was reducing the deficit. He's not reducing the deficit. I guess, I guess it's not made worse by the fact that Joe Manchin and others refused to go with his Build Back Better program and take us down a $30 trillion increase, uh, the $30 trillion debt we already have by another $5 trillion. The House tonight is set to vote on, you know, $40 billion for Ukraine while they're struggling. At one point today, he said, you know, I get it. The, the American people, they just don't understand what's going on with Ukraine. You're right. We don't understand. What are we doing? Sending money over to Ukraine. Right? It's not our farm, not our pigs. And that's not to call Ukrainians pigs. It's just an old, you know, it's old, you know, not my not my circus, not my clown, right? Not my tent, not my not my circus elephant. Whatever analogy you want to use. The American people are absolutely suffering. And he comes out blaming MAGA, blaming Putin and blame, blaming COVID. Same old, same old. And you know what? Nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. And they're going to continue to gaslight as we go into into the midterms. But that's not working with the American people. When you see CNN reporting over 70 percent of the American people are, are suffering and are 70 something percent are. How was it? Let me make sure I get this right. 77 percent say Joe Biden's economy is poor the most in a decade. There's no way he can blame this on Trump. In fact, he's trying to he's trying to take credit for the fact that there was supposedly six million new jobs. No, people going back to the job they had before the communist regime shut down their business or shut down, took their job away from them is not a new job creation. Right. So it's just nothing but lies and obfuscation, nothing but disinformation coming from the administration that's pretending that they're going to protect you from misinformation. That's all that there was today. Served uh, served on a platter of creepy by Mr. I'm so frustrated. I know. I understand your frustration. I know. I can taste it. I can taste it. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to revisit what's going on with SCOTUS and what's happening with the fight over Roe v. Wade because that's getting as creepy 
as Joe Biden was today. Where do you hear some of the Treasury Secretary's comments about abortion? Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys with me on this Taco Tuesday. Um, before the break, we were talking about the Bidenflation ridiculous press conference he had today. One of the things uh, before I move on to uh, the shocking comments that were made by Secretary Yellen in regards to uh, abortion, one of the things that I thought was uh, was ridiculous in the in the Bidenflation and, and in addition to his comments was the fact that we have no we don't we have nothing that's even pretending to be a free press at this point after he gives this ridiculous press conference then he says okay i'll take questions but only what i was talking about only what i was talking about so he's only going to take questions on inflation somebody pointed out today that 50 50 members of the press in that room and not one of them asked a question about hunter biden you all remember how aggressive jim acosta and others were at press conferences that that donald trump gave there was nothing that was off limits They would have asked the most perverted question about Ivanka Trump if they thought that it was somehow going to bring Trump down. Absolutely abysmal. So today was not just an indictment of Joe Biden and his creepiness and Joe Biden and his gaslighting and Joe Biden and his lies and refusing to accept any responsibility for his economy. It was also an indictment of the media. And speaking of an indictment, uh, you know, Joe Biden last week, you know, today he referred to it as the ultra MAGA crowd. Last week it was we were the most extreme, the MAGA crowd is the most extreme political movement in the history of this country. Well, extreme is continuing to have American citizens intimidating, uh, uh, hanging out in a mob outside the homes of Supreme Court justices in order to intimidate. Finally, Jen Psaki, speaking of gaslighting, issued a statement today and she said, uh, tweeted at POTUS strongly believes in the constitutional right to protest, but that should never include violence, threats or vandalism. Judges perform an incredibly important function in our society and they must be able to do their jobs without concern for their public safety. What was missing in that statement? There was nothing here about intimidation. Very cleverly worded because the key word that should have been included here was Intimidation. Bill Barr, Mr. Feckless Barr, Mr. Collusion with the Deep State Barr, actually came out and said that the people outside of these Supreme Court justices' homes should be arrested because it's a violation of the federal law. Yet where is the January 6th counterterrorism unit? Right? Where's Christopher Wray? Where's his FBI of the Fednapping? Where's the Fednapping unit, right? We actually have real criminals that have done this, that have violated federal law. It is uh, U.S. Code 18 U.S. Code 1507 states, whoever with the intent of interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administration of justice, or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, or witness, or court officer in the discharge of his duty, pickets or parades in or near a building housing a court of the United States, or in or near a building or residence occupied, or used by such judge, juror, witness, or court officer, or with such intent uses any sound truck or similar device, or resorts to any other demonstration in or near any building or residents shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than one year or both it couldn't be more clear 
what the law states. These people are committing a crime. And they haven't been arrested. The FBI hasn't done a drag dragnet. There was a man who lives in an area in Tennessee. No, not Tennessee, in, in the Carolinas, who had been wandering outside the Capitol on January 6th, never went inside, has no Internet service near his home, no cell phone. And he comes home one day from the store and the FBI are sitting out at, on his doorstep. That's the extent in which they worked hard to dragnet anybody who was in and around the Capitol on January 6th. But they could go right now with a paddy wagon and arrest these criminals who were seeking to overturn justice in this country, to interfere with justice. Here's your insurrection, Bill Barr. Here's your insurrection, Lindsey Graham, who's on audio tape today. Another another rhino establishment. You know, weak Lindsey Graham. You know, Trump just went too dang far this time. I just don't know what I'm going to do with him. We don't have the rule of law in this country. This is that's extreme. That's extreme. Give me what we want. This is what the uh, and and the the activist group was called. Ruth sent us. I think it was. And this is in honor of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, Yeah, that's that's the most extreme group. They're so hysterical at the thought that they can't kill children, that they're actually intimidating children inside of a, a Supreme Court justice's home. Here's a clip from uh, Pan Bondi, uh, former attorney general from the state of Florida. Clip one. Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States, should be out there arresting them. Here's why. 18 U.S.C. 1507. It is a crime to picket a judge's house with the intent to influence them. This opinion has not yet been released. They are attempting to influence them. Every person out there. And then you've got Sunny Houston Holston. You know what she is? She's a lawyer. She's on TV. She's not only a lawyer, she's their chief legal analyst saying it's okay for what these people are doing. They are out there committing a crime. This isn't a peaceful protest. The law is very clear. You cannot go to a judge's home with intent to influence them. Right. Couldn't be more clear. But we don't have a Department of Justice. We have a, a, a Department of Communism, an Department of Marxism, an Department of the Deep State Transformation from a free republic of states to their Marxist ideology. You want to talk about extreme. What does abortion have to do with the economy, you ask? Well, wait till you find out. Thanks to Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, she's going to help you to understand the glories of abortion when it comes to the economy. Clip two. Uh, Madam Secretary, welcome. I want to talk to you about some things that also can affect our economy. The ability to have full uh, control over one's reproductive health has real-world economic consequences. According to the Institute for Women's Policy Research, current state-level abortion restrictions already cost the United States about $105 billion annually due to reduced earning levels, increased job turnover, and time off for women. So, Secretary Yellen, uh, if the draft of the court's majority holding in Roe versus Way is the actual decision, what impact will the loss of abortion access mean economically for women? Well, I believe that eliminating the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children would have very damaging effects um, on the economy and would set women back decades. Roe v. Wade and access to reproductive health care, including abortion, 
help lead to increased labor force participation? <laughs> they got to stop it there. <laughs> Do you hear what this woman said? Thanks to all these women being able to kill their pre-born children, we have more people in the workforce. What does that tell you? The push to destroy the American family began long ago, and Roe v. Wade helped them to do it. It was never about women's rights or reproductive justice. It was about destroying the American family. Women, you can have it all. I can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan, and I, and I, but I can't do all that if I've got to take care of a diaper pan, right? This was about destroying the cultural fabric of our nation built on families, built on families, mom and dad in the home, Mom and dad together, mom staying home, taking care of her children. But yelling gets even worse when she talks about one aspect of satisfying life is you bring children into the world who are wanted. Hey, if you want to be pro-life, she says, then then you got to get on board with the fact that you're only bringing children into this world that you really want. And maybe you don't want them because you got pregnant at a time that just wasn't convenient. Or let's play this out. Maybe it's because at six months uh, along in the pregnancy, you decide it's, you find out it's a girl, you know, or that it's got some birth defect or at some point, you know, at the, at the time in which you find out it's not the right sex you want. You know, they're just not wanted. Right. This is the extremist. This is the gross, demonic, demonic, evil extremism in our time. One aspect of a satisfying life is being able to feel that you have the financial resources to raise a child, that the children you bring into the world are wanted, and that you have the ability to take care of them. There it is. (sighs) But they supposedly care about our lives, right? They care about our health. They're, you know, talking about she they're talking so callously about the at least this woman is about how abortion helps with the labor force. And, you know, if you're pro-life, you know, you only want to bring the children in that are wanted. But they but it's all about public health. Right. It's all about taking care of us. Does that jive with what they've been doing for two years with covid? Shanghai today, the lockdown that's been going on for six weeks has expanded into the suburbs there. It's continuing while thousands and thousands of food delivery workers are having to live on the streets and they're willing to make that sacrifice so that they can get a little money and also so that the people can get some food. Are we in the position? Could we be Shanghai? We've got Cheryl Chumley is going to be with us next. She's written a book about it. It's called Lockdown, the Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. And she'll be here when we come back. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. 888-344-1170 is our hotline here. I know we have we just had some calls come in. Save those to call back because I got to give this special time to my next guest, Cheryl Chumley. She is the opinion editor and host of Bold and Blunt podcast for the Washington Times. Y'all know you're going to love that. Just the title alone tells you everything you need to know that she's like, you know, my my spirit animal. Pod, uh, she's also the best selling author and a frequent media guest for national television and radio. You can see her. I see her all the time on Newsmax. And she's an author of a few books, but the latest one that's out right now is The Socialist Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. And she joins me now. Hi, Cheryl Chumley. Thank you for being here on The Andrea K Show. 
Hey, thank you for having me. It's great to be with you. All right. So um, I said from the beginning, Cheryl Chumley, I was one of the few people at the time that was like, oh, don't give me this 14 days to flatten the curve. There's no justification for that. This is just, you know, handing over the keys uh, of the nation to to uh, the keys of the liquor cabinet to the drunks. And I think that's borne out to be true. A lot of people are saying now, though, that, oh, COVID's over. They've even gotten rid of the masks. Nothing to see here. Uh, we can all move on from COVID now. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, that that's a mistake. And like you, I, I guess maybe we are spirit animals because I was doing the same thing as you at the beginning of the pandemic in America, warning that this is basically going to be exploited by the left to exert controls. And look at what is happening in America. And I know there are a lot of Americans out there that want to be optimistic and that want to trust in government and think that, you know, the government, the medical bureaucrats, really have the best interests of America and American citizens at heart with this pandemic. But uh, I'm sorry to say my research really shows that the pandemic is going to continue to be used by the left to exploit fear and justify a continuation of clampdowns. There is no return to pre-pandemic norms, norms unless American citizens insist on it. Yeah. Um, in fact, right on the heels of people telling me, oh, COVID's over. You got to move on from it. That topic was last year. I think it was Rhode Island has had a legislature put forth a bill that will require anybody 16 or over to get the shot or pay a fine. And if they for anybody under 16 who doesn't get the shot, the parents are going to have to pay a fine for that for that under 16 year old who doesn't get it. They never intended for us to ever get our freedoms back. And too many conservatives bought into this. Well, if you just give your the sooner you give up your freedoms, the sooner you'll get them back. Since when in history has any totalitarian authoritarian regime ever given anybody their freedoms back? Anybody who thought that that was at play hasn't been paying attention to history. And going forward, I'm looking at Shanghai. And the lockdown there is expanding. People dying, people, food delivery workers um, living on the streets with nothing but a sheet to cover them. And Fauci and the CDC, they would Shanghai us in a second, wouldn't they? Well, going forward, um, I'm looking at Bill Bill Gates as well. And on the exact same day that my book, Lockdown, came out, Bill Gates' book, How to Prevent the Next Pandemic, came out. It, It was the exact same day. And I got a copy of it because I wanted to see how on track my warnings in lockdown were. And I kid you not, but just looking at the chapters and starting to read Bill Gates' book, the playbook is there and it's open. The left has no intention of just letting Americans go back to uh, having freedoms, they're going to to continue to use the coronavirus to platform into other other viruses and other agendas that will also justify more lockdowns. Climate emergencies, for example, is one of the things that is on the horizon. Yeah. Um the vax has played a key part in this. We had Anthony Fauci um, and, and his cronies lying to the American people that, first of all, they were fudging the numbers. They were cooking the books like Enron math, um, paying hospital hospitals to 
designate something as a COVID death if somebody died with COVID versus dying from it. I mean, we know that a father called in and said, my kid died in a motorcycle accident. You got it called COVID, right? Uh, so they, they were using all these PC, you know, PCR, whatever testing method they were using and people being retested and retested, testing healthy people so that they keep that case count high, right? All the while denying if you did get sick from it, no therapeutics whatsoever. You had to wait until you were so sick you were put in the hospital where they were compensated to be put on a ventilator. And the idea was we were told that once these shots came out, um, that was going to be the panacea, as it turns out. People are now on their fourth shot, and they're having to admit that they don't stop anybody from getting it and giving it. Now I find out that I saw, a, um, I got an email from a group called ICANN. They put in a FOIA request, I got this today, to the CDC asking for the data on their claim that the shots did not cause any of the variants. And so the CDC had to come back and say, we don't have any data. In other words, they been lying to the people and saying that there's nothing there, there's nothing to show, that they have data to show that it's not the shots that caused the variants. I believe they were. Speak to us about your thoughts on the shots and how that played into all of this. Well, the shots, um, and it's interesting to me that the CDC went back in time and changed the definition of vaccine and vaccination. So we have a new definition for these messenger RNA shots about what actually a vaccine is supposed to do. Most most people think that a vaccine is supposed to prevent uh, contracting a disease or virus. And that's indeed what the CDC's definition was up until about a year ago. And now that's changed. So they talk about the vaccines and the efficacy. Every time a new vaccine or a new booster comes out, they talk about the efficacy as being like 95%, 96%, and, and absolutely no side effects, completely safe, completely effective. Well, just wait a couple months because then the true numbers start coming out, the truer data start coming out, and all these shots that at first were touted as being 95% effective at preventing the spread of the coronavirus actually uh, are only like 60%, or in some cases, 40%. That's the boosters. And now we're in a system and in a cycle where you have to take a booster about every two or three months, it seems like. And now, meanwhile, they're developing pills to help uh, fight the pandemic. So this certainly has the suspicious smell of a big pharma uh, type development aimed at generating profits of big pharma in the political players that are part of the agenda there. And the, the profit margin for the shots for big pharma is endless. And now with Bill Gates and his decade of vaccines, which was a campaign that launched in 2020, to look at all the viruses that crop up around the world and start developing vaccines to fight them at with partnerships with all the various governments of the world. It just seems like this is going to be an endless cycle of identifying a new virus and then uh, big farmer swoops in to develop a vaccine to fight the new virus and we're told that it's safe and effective and then if we just wait a while we're going to find out it's not but on to the next virus so that's my thoughts on the so-called vaccines which are more like shots i was um 
one of the first people in my circle that saw that this was about socialism. This was while the virus came from China. Um, it was really about how they could, you know, take this virus out of out of communist China and do a communist takedown of our uh, of our nation. And it seemed to coincide with the same um, New World Order, World Economic Forum, Klaus von, whatever his name is, scheme. Uh, it, you know, when you've got all the governments using the same talking points and issuing primary, mostly, it, with few exceptions, all the same draconian shutdowns. It just seemed a little too coordinated in terms of communism. And a lot of people don't want to see the connection. They still think that this isn't about socialism or communism or picurism, that the government really just cared about our health. Speak to the whole socialism, communism element here. Well, people still think that Klaus Schwab, who is the founder of the World Economic Forum, and his great reset is a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. And what I say to that is go to weforum.org and look at what Klaus Schwab has written about the great reset. And in his own words, his agenda is to take this pandemic, which he likens or he characterizes as a once in a lifetime opportunity and quickly move it into resetting the economies of the world, resetting the entire structures of the world. And the stumbling block to that plan is America. And one aspect of this great reset is to redefine what capitalism is. And here in America, we have free markets and capitalism is basically businesses in business to generate profits for shareholders. And it's it's a shareholder system of of capitalism. Well, Klaus Schwab's idea in the Great Reset is to redefine capitalism to make it more like a Chinese model, and it's called stakeholder capitalism. And what that does, instead of having businesses in business to make money, you have businesses in business to um, further a social justice agenda. And it's not just enough to say you are. The, The businesses will be rewarded, the ones that um, advance the, the, the biggest social justice agenda, whether it's environmentalism or Black Lives Matter, those will be the businesses that are allowed to thrive and survive. Meanwhile, businesses in business just to make money will die away. And we've seen how that model plays out in America with the woke corporations and with the killing of many small businesses in America due to this pandemic. And then you add in a president like Joe Biden who goes around talking not just about the Great Reset, using that language on the campaign trail, but also the Build Back Better phrase that he still uses to this day, that he wants to take the pandemic and build back better. Well, it's the same agenda as Klaus Schwab Mm -hmm. and the World Economic Forum. This is all socialism, communism, more to point, collectivism, and it's entirely anti-American. Well, yeah, it was, you know, we're all in this together. And, you know, you wear the mask and stay inside for your grandmother, for your neighbor, for your this and for you that. And it was all about removing individual liberty and individual responsibility. I said from the jump, I am not responsible for your health care. I don't get to make whatever choices that you make in your life. I don't get to come in and decide what's in your refrigerator and whether or not you smoke and whether or not you drink. It was all about forcing us into collectivism. And I think also now through the shots, 
they were trying to force people into the collectivism of reduced immune uh, immunology through these shots where it's report after report, like one that came out yesterday. COVID vaccines may bring in an avalanche of neurological disease. Uh, last week, COVID-19 vax uh, was significantly associated with a 25% jump in EMS uh, emergency medical services for heart problems in 16 to 39-year-olds. An Italian administrative court um, cited nearly 10,000 reported deaths from varied COVID shots and it, you know, on and on and on and on and on. Um, they knew when they were doing these Pfizer trials, what, what these, what was happening to the, uh, to the people in the trials, at least those that had it done. We know from last week that pregnant women never should have been given a shot, that there wasn't any testing done on, on pregnant women. So I, I, I can't believe that they did that without knowing that they were putting people's lives at risk. Well, they purposely stifled any type of adverse reporting, and Mm -hmm. the media did a horrible job about, first off, reporting any adverse impacts from the shot, but also booting those who dared to raise questions about the shots, about the safety of these shots. And, you know, part of the problem is the American people were only all too willing to be swept away by the fear Uh, that the left was pushing through the media. And one of the biggest tools that the left used was talking constantly about case counts and Mm -hmm. positive positive, uh, testing and so forth. And if you pay attention to the news, we're back at that. It's coming up again. There there are more test positives. There are more cases uh, being tested positive nowadays. Well, those numbers are meaningless. They mean absolutely nothing. When the media comes out with a report about you know, cases on the rise, the American citizen's reaction should be who the freak cares, right? Because the only thing that matters is how many cases there are in context of comparing how many uh, are recovered versus how many end up in the hospital versus how many end in fatalities. And on that, we've known for a very long time that the recovery rate of this coronavirus is about 99%. And mm-hmm. we've also known for a very long time that the most vulnerable are the elderly, the obese, which we hardly ever talk about. Apparently, that's too politically incorrect. And those with diabetes. Children, not at risk at all. And yet we still continue to want to stick kids in face masks and keep them home from school. Well, yeah. And then last week, the FDA, or, or maybe it was Moderna. No, it was the FDA who said that they're about to approve uh, the mRNA shots on six month olds, which is just child abuse. This is this is a humanitarian crisis with these shots. Hey, I've always said, look, you want to get the shot, get the shot. But trying to it being forced on everybody. And when they know what the adverse reactions are and they hit it, when they know the number of deaths and they hit it, that tells me that they're intending to harm people. There is no there is no um, good intention at play here. Only malintent in order to usher us in through the great reset that you talked about. I could keep you on for hours. The book is Locked Down, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. Y'all need to get it wherever you can wherever you can get it. Uh, and I'm sure it's just from Amazon and all the various places. Yes, Cheryl Chumley? Yes, so you, you can get it anywhere. Barnes & Noble Books, a million, Amazon, so forth. Thank you for that. Well, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. I'm well past the point of a break. I know my producer's yelling at me. I got to get going here. <laughs> thank you for being here. And y'all stay tuned. We got more Andrea K. Show coming up. Thank you. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. 
It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Speaking of calling, I have a favor to ask you guys. We have a 24-hour comment line, and that's the best way for you to, to let me know any thoughts that you have that you don't want to share with me live on air here. So instead of calling in and chatting with uh, DJ Potato Skins, he's got a lot to do. Please call 844-814-5227. You don't have to even leave your name, so nobody will know who it is, but that's really the best way to call with topic ideas, feedback, anything, especially if you've got something uh, involving a hot topic of the day and I may just have to have the phone burst into flames after 10 seconds if if y'all try to keep him on the phone so that he so that you you go to the call in number 24 hours a day 7 days a week 844-814-5227 all right uh, quickly uh, in it's it Another day, another story about how the left is trying to transition your kids and and keep it from you and keep it a secret. And this time the left is doing it in collaboration with Target stores. Yeah, um, Target is is not new um, to collaborating with the far left in, in Crazy Town. This time it, in, it involves them collaborating with a brand called Tomboy X which identifies itself as a brand that is, quote, passionate about fostering acceptance and equality, i.e., let me translate that. That means they're passionate about recruiting kids into transgenderism. Otherwise, why would they need to keep it secret? They've got a brand of um, chest, what are these things called? A compression tops or chest binders that stop a, 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 a young girl's breast from developing. And there's a lib, uh, libs of TikTok has put out a video showing this this company explaining to young kids where to get these tops, how they're labeled specifically to hide what they're about from the parents and even gives instructions on if your parent does see this and ask about it, tell them it's a sports bra. Chest binders. Trying to physically alter a child's body. Think about it's tough enough when you're 12 or you're 13 or you're a young girl and you reach puberty early and you're the only girl in your class that's, you know, a a C cup or a D cup. Been there. That's part of life. This is this is trying to recruit. This is this is actually encouraging and exacerbating a young girl to be ashamed of her body. This isn't about fostering any good. This is about telling young girls, oh, you're not comfortable in that size C, you know, bra. How about you just get rid of those breasts and decide you want to be a boy and don't tell your parents about it. But the but, you know, it's the ultra MAGA that are the crazy, you know, pol- you know, far extreme political organization. I, n- I don't think I'm ever going to shop in another Target. I haven't been to a Target in a long time. I used to go to Target all the time. Um, they have cute, you know, houseware stuff. And I mean, who doesn't like Target, right? But I will never go back into another one. Because don't tell me that they don't know. Don't tell me that Target does not know that this brand of, com- uh, uh, of clothing that, that, that hurts a child's body is not created with the idea of transitioning children behind the parents' backs. That's evil to me. But maybe it's like, maybe they're doing it because they think it's going to get them some kind of high ESG score, like Cheryl Chumley was talking about as part of the Great Reset. All right, congratulations, Target. Your ESG score has gone up. Hopefully, your profits will go down as a result of that move. All right, coming up next segment, we got some shocking revelations about Dr. Mehmet Oz and his Senate run. Stay tuned. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.